Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello. And Missing Forest. Hello. Hello. <laughs> He's going to be here next week. Don't worry. Uh, we miss you, Forrest, and we hope you feel better. Or two weeks from now. Or two weeks from now. We've been taking miniature breaks uh, because we don't want to give you a boring show. Yeah. And um, so basically we've been doing every two weeks. If you, um, I, I'm not saying, I don't want to commit to this because i not saying that your ideas aren't good. Um, but like if you give us topics I, that I don't know if we could spend 20 or 30 minutes talking about. Um, but send us topics or like questions you'd like us to at, answer and uh, maybe that would stop us from going bi-weekly. Uh, like we could just send us some good questions we can really chew on. Um, you can send those to suplex to sticks at gmail.com or you could do send it on them Twitter. To, do it on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and our Discord, which is on all of our socials as well and in the show notes below so we got the social plug out of the way early but please send us questions or ideas um like if you've ever had any questions that we haven't answered before ask them because we will answer them uh whether or not you like the answer is a whole nother (laughs) situation um so don't like say like hey this is my favorite game what do you think of it and then we just roast it for yeah I don't want to do that, but yeah. But let's talk about what we've played. Um, my my list is a little shorter than Seth's, uh, in that uh, every time basically I want to go to play a video game, I text him to see if he's playing Apex, and he usually is. It's true. So, so I've been playing Apex, and I I can speak to so Apex on the Switch came out, Seth. Yes, I'm aware. Did you download it? I did not. I will uh, not play on there. You're better off. Uh, I played one game. Mm-hmm. Uh, my teammates quit within one minute of dropping. As they do. And then I won by myself. There solo. you go. Uh, it's, it was definitely something. Um, the Switch can handle this game. It runs at 30 frames per second, and it runs okay. But that does not mean it looks good. Uh, um, it's it is. I'm nodding flat my head in and understanding. Dicey, it's bad. But you know, that's too bad. It's 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 great though because it's got the same issues that Fortnite does on the Switch, where the people you're playing against are not used to playing this type of game, and they're also usually probably children that just downloaded it on a whim. <laughs> And so you just run through them like they're butter. Oh, gosh. Does it <laughs> have uh, Splatoon-style motion controls? So, yes. And that actually almost got me killed a couple of times. Mm. Because I would yank up on the switch and react to something. And it would uh. move my cursor the other way. Uh, and I, I didn't want to pause to turn that off. Because I didn't want to die while in the pause menu. So... You know, it's it's something. I mean, if that's your only way to play Apex, then by all means, do what you got to do. But if you can play it on literally anything else, please do. <laughs> Don't let that be your Apex Legends experience. 
uh, and join our our uh, club or is it is that what it's called? It's the club. <laughs> Bless you. Uh, yeah, I think so. So it's Baja Baja Blasters is our club. <laughs> it's great. Yep. Um, Pretty sure there's another club with the exact same name though. Yeah. So maybe. But we it. have the tag with Baja. I don't think they have. That. I think they do also. That's a bad system for them to just let people run all over each other's <laughs> names like well, that. Well, one is in caps and one the other is probably not in caps. Gotcha. Um, let's see. The other thing that I played was the Fortnite solo mission, which was interesting. So they teased and they announced that um, the usually it's a big multiplayer event that closes out a Fortnite season, right? Mm-hmm. And so this time they decided to make it a solo mission where you kind of go on this mission with Jonesy. Sure. Uh, and it was nothing, really. It was fine. Like, you're just kind of running alongside him and closing portals. And it... I mean, when they said a, a single-player experience, I was expecting something a little more. Like, maybe me killing some enemies coming out and stuff. No. It was just running and holding this portal gun at a portal and closing the portals. Uh, it was very lackluster, but they're making moves to try to do more single player things. I hope so. We'll see what happens, but it was uh something. <laughs> this new season. Well, why? Was, why do you hope they're doing more if it sounds like this wasn't good? Well, I want them to make it better. That's the issue. Uh. So I would like it to be better. I also think that Fortnite has had this weird relationship now with the because it this is going to sound like real like an old man kind of but fortnite started out as a horde mode style game yeah and there is still a horde mode style game in there yeah fortnite what is it called it's called uh oh my god what is it is it save the world yes or is that what the battle royale is no for the battle royale is just battle royale okay so they have been integrating pieces of the horde mode, Seth, into mm-hmm. the battle royale in the shape of these NPCs that will spawn. And they drop really good loot, mm-hmm. and you like you can they'll they'll pop out of the ground and you kill them. Um, and so they started that with the Marvel season, and this season sure. they got harder, and now this season it's animals that will attack you. Of course. Um, so it's I I would like to see them maybe make the the horde mode cooler cuz I've played it and it's not very good. Yeah. Um but yeah. Because it there's a fun game there. I know I guess there so. Is. I think um, I think they've they've given up on it cuz that's not yeah, going to be what makes them money. Yeah. Um It's crazy to think back when I remember when the original game was announced. I was like, "Oh, that looks interesting." We were we were doing the show. Yeah, we uh, and we talked about it. And then when they released the battle royale, because PUBG got super popular, and it's I a very different that. world from where we the are. The show is is this this podcast is as old as Fortnite, at least with actual launch included, before there was the battle royale. We were we were a podcast. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure I, it was this uh, podcast? Yes, a hundred percent sure. Huh. Now we were the other podcast before when it got announced. Yeah, so that must be what I remember. Yeah, it's crazy. 
Yeah. They they made so much not, money. We have not we grown have not... in popularity the way <laughs> Fortnite has. We should yeah. we should incorporate more uh, building. Yeah, and more uh, build. some uh, uh, crossover with very popular uh, IPs. Yeah, Sp- I don't know how that would work, but we're gonna get Jeff Grubb on the show. So <laughs> so tweet at your favorite. No, we video just game we just need to get we need to get Jonesy on the show from Fortnite. <sighs> That's true. Nolan North vo- voices him, right? I don't know. Is he is he the weird one that maybe we've made fun of too much? Who is the see. the voice actor in Last of Us that we've made the man in the arena? Oh God, <laughs> I can't remember who that is. We've made fun of him. He he'll never be on the show. Um, what is his name? I can't remember. There's like three of them that they're all the same person. Yeah, essentially. So Brian T. Delaney is so. the voice of Jonesy. Yes. Oh, that is not Nolan North at all. Uh, Troy Baker's the man in the arena guy. Uh, the other game I've been playing, Seth, is The Last Campfire. Mm. On my iPhone with my uh, Backbone 1 controller. Nice. And that game is fantastic. It is a great little puzzle game. Mm-hmm. And it's got this morose kind of sad vibe to it. But you're... It's very wholesome in that you're, like, reviving these people that have gone through the... They've kind of, like, lost their will to keep going. And you, like, give them back the spark to to live. That's good. And it's great. It's it's sad, but it's real good. Uh, I have no clue how far I am in it, but it's, you know, it's, it's a great little experience. And it looks beautiful on the phone, and I'm glad I'm playing it that way, so... Especially on my freaking huge new iPhone that Ugh. can like really show off everything. It's too so. large, too big. It's great. Um, if I wanted uh, a console that big, I would just get the new Nintendo Switch. <laughs> you know, I did. I did take my phone the other day and put it on my Switch. Mm-hmm. It's basically the same size screen. That's as a too Switch large of a phone without the bezels. Ugh. Without the because the thing yeah, is, yeah. the Switch has the bezels. Sure. So, um, so Seth. What have you been playing? Well, I've played bits and pieces of a few games. Um, uh, I guess we'll talk about the, what I've been playing most recently. Uh, so we will talk about this a bit later. Um, this happened last week. Bethesda uh, was officially acquired by Microsoft, and in so doing, a bunch of their games got released on Game Pass, one of which I've talked about wanting to play on this podcast, which is Dishonored. I redownload. I downloaded it so I could try it. Yeah. Again. Um, I've played through the first two missions, and I'm on the third. Um, and I'm. I really like it so far. It's. It's a. Uh, it's it certainly you can tell, like it has the kind of look of a game that was developed back when back when it was developed because everything things are just like kind of chunkier and it it's hard to describe the way like the look of it uh and like the way menus and stuff looks but it's definitely like you can tell it's like this is technically an xbox one game but it's a an earlier one um but it's it's been super fun so far um dishonored is a stealth action game uh developed by arcane studios in which you take the role of this guy Corvo, who was a 
bodyguard for this queen who then uh, he is framed for the murder of said queen. Um, and so you're basically trying to go after the people who, who you, you bust out of jail and you meet up with this group to take, take down the people who killed the queen and kidnapped her daughter. And you also get these visited by this mysterious being called the outsider who gives you these powers. Um, so it's, it's, it's fun. The levels so far have been, they haven't been like super complex. Um, I think the, I, I think that's on purpose. Um, it seems like it'll probably open up more like the, the, the third stage, um, does have a lot more avenues for you to take on the, the, like traverse through the, through the, this, the world. Um, the powers are really fun to use, especially like the teleporting. Um, it allows you to get, get around really fast and, um, I am trying to do a deathless run. Ooh. Um, and I am also playing on very hard. Oh my gosh. Uh, which honestly, it doesn't even, I, it, it may, to me, I guess because I'm not actually fighting enemies, um, they're increased health and combat damage does not really mean a whole lot to me. Right. Um, so it's probably like, probably no point <laughs> of me actually playing it. Because it doesn't seem to have, um, like the guards don't seem to have like better vision radius and, and hearing or there doesn't seem to be more. Um, but, so I don't, I, I don't, I don't know if there's a whole lot, but it's it hasn't actually been all that hard so far to not kill people because you get uh, a crossbow that you have sleep dart, so you can put people to sleep from a distance, um, and it's it's more a matter of making sure that people aren't within eyesight of what you're doing. Um, it's there is a mechanic in the game that seems that it would be really cool, but I'm also not encountering it. Uh, that is called like. Um, I think it's called it's called like chaos or something. In that, the way it works is basically the more chaos you cause in a pr- previous mission, the more chaotic for future missions will be. Yeah. Um, and so, like the background of this world that you're playing is that there's this plague going on, and there are these like feral rats everywhere that um, will are, that are attacking people and eating their bodies. Uh, and so, like the more bodies that you pile up of dead people, like, the more rats there will be, um, and presumably, like, there would be more guards patrolling, uh, but again, I have not killed anyone yet, so I'm not, but I think there's cool building blocks there that I could see how, um, if you, if you wanted to play the game in different ways, it'd be, it'd be interesting. Um, one thing that was annoying, so the second mission... I got through it, and I got to the um, I got to the end screen, uh, and it said that I had somehow killed someone in the level. I was like, "Well, that's terrible, and I can't let that be." So I went, "Okay, let's redo this mission." When you do that, all of the collectibles that you got throughout the mission also reset. Oh no! Uh, and so I was like, "Well, oh, this is terrible." Um, and I'm pretty sure I, I didn't even kill that guy. It looked like he fell off of something. I don't know how it happened, to be honest, because I definitely didn't kill him. Uh, I'm 
No, I didn't do it. <laughs> um, so that was one one really annoying thing. It was like, God dang it, I gotta do all this dumb stuff again. Um, but the the level it it goes a lot faster when you know where you're where you're going and what to do. Um, it's really it's a it's a fun game so far, um, and. Again, some of the mechanics I'm just not using because they're designed to be lethal. Uh, right, right. So I, I'm curious, like, how that stuff, um, like, will be put onto like de- onto Death Loop. See, I want like how much of the stuff will translate because that's why I wa- like I was interested in the game, um, but I also wanted to play it more just to have like this kind of base understanding of of what it's like uh, in um, anticipation of Deathloop coming out and, and taking those mechanics and twisting it into more of an action uh, shooter type type game. So that's that's where I'm at with Dishonored. It's pretty fun. Um, now, if, uh, if you were to hazard a guess, how old do you think this game is? I... Because I looked it up. Yeah, I want to say maybe like 2011. Okay, so it was 2012. Oh, okay. So... Almost a ten-year-old game. Yeah, and you can tell, like, it's it's a it's a game that does look good because of the art style it has. It's sort of like a I don't know how to describe it. It's got kind of like a painterly look to it, um, but there there are designs like in the the UI and stuff like that. That it's like yeah, this is definitely there are a lot of. Uh, things here emblematic of games from 10 years ago but the gameplay itself has has held up pretty well now are you going to make sure i know we we talked about this a little bit before the show there was a big rumor but you know death loop is ps5 exclusive for a whole year right so you're gonna get that ps5 i imagine well look we have final fantasy Seven Intergrade coming out. It's only going to be on PS5. I pre-ordered it. Yeah. So, if I want to play that, I'm going to have to bite the bullet and and buy this console. So at some point, I will have it and play it. Okay. Um, it's crazy that they're still keeping that one year exclusivity. Yeah. But I guess they contractual obligations. Yeah. Phil Spencer said it. We'll talk about it later, but yeah, he said true. it like once or twice during the thing. Um, it's too bad. It's and it's also weird because when Deathloop was announced, it was originally announced as multi-platform, and then it became exclusive for yeah. a year. But it looks cool. I imagine we, we can talk about it. that. Had to be this weird tussle that happened mm-hmm. where exclusivity started getting thrown around, and that Microsoft was just like, "We'll buy you." Yeah, <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's interesting. Uh, other games I've been playing. Um, yes, tell me. I have been playing this game, what was it called? Um, called, uh, man, this is so stupid. I can't remember the name of it. Um, is it on your Switch? Yeah. It's, so, oh my <laughs> gosh. Um, I'll try to remember it, because there's another game that I've been... Like, there's two Switch games that I've been playing a little bit um, that I was playing last week that I was going to talk about. Um, one of them is this game... So I don't know what the actual pronunciation, because I've heard it two different ways. It's either Nosia or Gnosia. Um I thought maybe Nosia. 
Well, but maybe I don't remember what it. Th- so this was a this like weird Japanese um, kind of visual novel looking Among Us game that was shown briefly in a in the last Nintendo Direct. Um, as it's apparently like a big hit in Japan and is finally getting finally was getting localized. I don't remember how they said the name if they did say it, but then at the New Game Plus Expo a couple weeks ago, um, they it was pronounced Gnosia. So I don't I don't know, <laughs> and I think it's just because that's what I've heard most recently that that's what I've been calling. But yeah, so this is this. Um, it's one of these social deduction games like uh, Werewolf or. Um, Among Us, or of course... (laughs) Trying to avoid using the Among Us one. Yeah, or of course, uh, Mafia. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of variations of it. Uh, You play this uh, faceless character on this spaceship, which the spaceship has been infiltrated by this being called the Gnosia, which just kind of... It seems to be something that, like, infects people... And takes over them, and they're not aware that they... Well, they are aware, uh, and they have to kill people. Like, it's... And you have to basically figure out who they are. But the thing is, it's only one person. It's, like, a single player, because it's also a visual novel. Um, and at the very beginning, you're kind of thrown into like, the middle, or, like, the very end of what would have been around. Like, your character wakes up with amnesia, and you go out, and um, you have to just dive headfirst into it, uh, which is really chaotic. Um, and you, it's, it's very interesting to play one of these games where the ways you can interact with other players is limited. So like in real life, if you're playing this, you would be able to actually speak to a person. And this one, you just have actions like doubt or, (laughs) um, support someone. And it just, like, you'll put it and you say, you, if it's like, you doubt uh, this character, Shigamichi. Uh, and you'll you'll select that and it'll say, you don't trust Shigamichi. And then all of the other characters will then react to it, positively or negatively. Um, and so it's, you kind of have to <gasps> judge what, like, what their reactions are going to be. Because you also, there are also different... Other mechanics that are in play, like each round you have, you're designated one character who is your friend, and one character who is your detractor, and that person will basically always um, vote against you, and they will like always say this guy's wrong. Um, if you take him out, if you're like the Gnosia, or they'll be like, oh, well, he, this guy was dead, and he was against him, so so your character's suspicious. It's it's really it's so bizarre because you just like from the beginning of rounds, you just have other characters throwing around doubts, doubting and, and and you have no idea what's going on. Um, as you progress further, um, each of the, the other thing with the story is that you seem to be in a time loop that your character and one other character are aware of and none of the other characters do. But each time, like the characters' roles are different. Um, it's it it so it, it it creates quite a mess. There is like an over like it seems like there is an overarching story. 
of you trying to figure out why the time loop is happening and what's the deal with this, the Gnosia, what is their purpose? Um, and you learn those by these kind of in-between rounds, like after you voted somebody off, you have a chance to go to other rooms on the ship and, and have brief interactions with other characters. Um, and sometimes there will be like stuff that furthers the backstory of these characters and other things that will, will be like story-based, uh, like the overarching story interactions. Um, it's, it's really, it's an interesting game. It's, it's a lot of fun to play. Rounds can be really quick. Um, as you progress, there's like more roles that become available to you. Um, it's, so it, it, there's not a whole lot to say about the game play itself because it's, it is like a social deduction game. Right. Um, there are, there are other, one of the cool things there, there's sort of like a, a stat system in the game that, um, it's hard to really tell how it's, how your stats are directly affecting, like, there are things like charisma and stealth, which would charisma like I guess it would help other people help you persuade other people. Right. Or stealth makes you less likely to get chosen to go into into the freezer, uh, into cryostasis, which is what they do, um, rather than throwing people out of the ship. But and it's hard to tell. But th- the thing about those is that when you get them to certain numbers you unlock, like, actions that you can do. Um, so one of them uh, is... I haven't unlocked it, but one of them is, like, Grovel. So if you get voted to go Jeez. in the freezer, like, once per loop, you can use this thing, and they won't throw you in the freezer because you'll, like, beg for oh, beg okay, for forgiveness. Gotcha. And so you'll get to survive another time. One of them is um, you can ask people to become, like, your teammate. Um and so then they will basically back up anything you say. Um, and there's some other ones that are just like designed to create more doubt or create more support for people. Now this is this is fantastic to me, and also enthralling because I I still thought that this was going to be a multiplayer game when they showed no, it it's the first time. Yeah, it, the and weird thing about the yeah, the experience. weird thing about the initial trailer is that it doesn't it didn't really tell you it gave you an idea of what it was, but it didn't really show you anything about the game. Um, so yeah, it's interesting, um, and all of the characters like they all have really cool and like very anime, but they're all like very distinct portraits and they're all um, very different from each other, and they also all have different personalities and like different quirks about them. Um, so, like, you can go into their, uh, like, into your database and look at the different the different um, other characters, and they all also have their own stats, and they have little tidbits of information that you can learn oh. about them. Like, so one of the, the the cool things that I remember in the game, uh, where it actually uses information. Um, so there was, I was coming toward like the end of what of a round. Um, there was only a, a handful of people left, and I, uh, it was in between rounds, I went to one of the rooms that it would indicate where an event was going to happen, and it was this girl, uh, Kukrushka, who is, uh... A Russian who, doll. No. <laughs> um, 
she is mute, but is able to somehow clearly indicate full sentences just with different looks, uh, the way that she looks at people. But So she um, said, hey, this person is lying. I know that this person is lying. Uh, we should work together to get them out of the game. And it's like, mm, okay, uh, I think I said that I would go along with it. Uh, then, so the the round starts, and I went into the database and looked at her page, and the thing on it was that it said that she um, will often try to attack other players based on emotion rather than based on, like, their level of danger. And so I was like, hmm, that's interesting. And so using that knowledge, I ended up turning the crew on her, <laughs> and it turned out that she was the last Gnosia. Nice. Uh, so that was really cool. Like it's, it's, it's something because the rounds go so fast, you don't really think to like examine what everyone is saying. But that was one because of the amount of people that there were. I was like, hmm, I'm, I'm going to take a deeper look into this. So I and I'm curious how like that stuff works in the background, how it affects decision making, making. Um, but it's. It seems like there are a lot of intricate systems going on in the background of this game that uh, make it, like, give it a, more depth than it looks like on the surface. It's a really fun game, um, and it's it's one that you can just, like, because of how quickly things happen, how qu- quickly the rounds happen, you can just, like, burn through yeah. um, playing it. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's like, uh, man, that makes me remember how badly I got hooked on Stardew Valley. Yeah. Because... That's not like Animal Crossing, where you could burn through a day in, like, a couple of minutes, depending on your energy level. And, yeah, I would end up playing it for nights into, like, two in the morning, because mm-hmm. it was so easy to just do another day. Yeah. Yeah. So the other game I have been playing is this game called Everhood uh, on the Nintendo Switch. It's this uh, indie title. Um, you take You take on the role of this doll... Or this is kind of like, it's like this puppet um, who is, who's come to, who, this, this living puppet who had his arm stolen um, by this. Arms or arm? Well, it was just one arm, but it seemed like he only had one arm. Oh, well. Uh, because he doesn't appear to have any arms. In, okay. When, um, and well, so you're, you, go. you go off to find it and you found it has been taken by this giant golden pig. Uh, and so you have to. Hate to see it. Yeah, you're going. You on this journey to um, get back your arm. Um, <laughs> it's it's weird, uh, and the game is very uh, it's very strange. Right off the bat, it, this Ever. is a game that is clearly trying to maybe not ape the style, but definitely trying to operate in the same visual and kind of. Um, dialectic space as Undertale. Um, oh, this was the... Okay, this was the game you were showing me the other day. Yeah, so... Uh, like, visually, the, the way it, it it plays out, it's it's got a bit... It, it's more like 16-bit style graphics, whereas Undertale was kind of 8-bit style graphics. But it's got, like... the Everything is... Like, there's a black background on everything, and... It uses all negative space instead of like really detailed uh, environments. Um, it's got uh, these weird characters that are just kind of 
it's hard to describe. Um, and the game, it basically throws you in. It feels like you're being thrown into the middle of a game. Oh, that's never fun. Uh, just because... Just jumping on a moving train. Yeah, just because you start the game and, and you know, you get your arm stolen. And then you're immediately thrown into, like, this battle. And the way battles, I say battle in quotation marks, because what they really are is more like, I guess it's like dance fighting, because there are char- characters actually, like, talk about it after the fact, how uh, good your moves are. Um, and what it is... Show me your moves. It's like your character, it's basically like you're running through a Guitar Hero track, but trying to avoid the notes. The notes. Yeah. Um, and to its credit, the music in the game is really good, um, and most of the battles like are pretty brisk. Uh, but like the first few battles in the game are really long. And like the third the, the third one that you go is like the hardest one that I have encountered in the whole game. And it's also the longest. And so there's you're just going through this, and this is even before you find the golden pig who has your arm. Um, this is like the introduction uh, to where the story is going. And you have and it's just like, what the heck is happening? And so then you fight the golden pig, and he No, you don't fight the golden pig. You go and you confront the golden pig, and he like pulls a lever and drops you down into a furnace, um, and then you die, I guess. But there's this really long sequence of undescribable things happening, and it's like, I what is this? So, this game's title tells you everything. Mm-hmm. Now, what was that other game we? made fun of for having a really long title. I don't know. There was Oh, that's right. This does have a really long yeah, title. Yeah, do you know it? Because I I've don't got know it in it front of me. Because okay, so I remember seeing it. It it doesn't like present it to like you go on, on the Switch it's just Everhood. Okay. And on the title screen it's just Everhood. But yes, there is a very long uh so, subtitle to so this. So the game is Everhood. An ineffable tale of the inexpressible divine moments of truth. Oh God. It's, it's, it's bizarre. Um, and so after you seemingly traverse the the afterlife and come back, there, there are these sequences where you seem to be talking to, uh, some kind of deity, um, who offers sometimes to tell you these ineffable truths. I don't know what they do, because every time I've, he's like, I'll tell you this thing about this world, I guess, presumably this game that you're playing, uh, but it will affect your experience. It's like, well, I don't, don't want to do that. So I haven't listened to him. Um, but it's just really, I, I mean, I guess it's going for this kind of surreal thing, but there isn't a, like a whole lot of cohesion. Now, to its credit, it loads a bunch of this stuff up front and then where I'm at now, it is kind of trying. It is kind of putting that stuff together, but I still don't really know. Yeah. What the deal with this whole world is? Um, why this stuff is happening? Now it's not as that kind of speaks to it not being as 
Because I remember feeling that way somewhat during Undertale. But, like, there was a lot of charm and stuff to yeah. keep you there. But I think the difference and there, does with Under, the charm like Undertale, or? like, it very, at the beginning, it, like, very explicitly kind of sets out, like, this is the story that is being told. This right. is the world that you're in. Um, and then off you go into it. There's none of that in this. So, like, I think that charm is sort of there. Like, there are characters that, I guess, have charm. Um, a lot of them, there are probably direct parallels to characters in Undertale. I mean, even speaking like them. You were playing it, yeah. I thought you were yeah. replaying Undertale. Yeah, they all have the, the kind of goofy uh, um, text scrolling noises. Yeah, um, It's just, like, I... I'm enjoying it, but also it's weird, and it doesn't kind of make any sense. Um, we'll see how it goes as as the world goes on, um, because there are there are pe- there are parts of it that I am enjoying. Like there are a bunch of like sort of not a bunch, but there are these little diversions that you go through. Like I at one point there was a kart racing game inside it. Um, <laughs> okay, there was this. Now, was that tied to music also, or just was no? It? That was just a kart racing. Game. Gotcha. Um, there is a, there was this one D and D campaign that I went through with all of the characters, um, where I had an actual sword, uh, which like you usually don't have. And you got in, no in arms. You can't use the sword. Um, it's how do you use the sword? Well, in the D and D campaign, yeah, the D and D campaign, arm. you did. Arms, yeah. um, so there are like interesting things in it, but it's just. The way it's it is all put together is so weird. Even like the world, like after you leave, like you when you first meet the golden pig, he's in a back room of this dance club, uh, and so you leave the dance club out this door, and you're just in this blank space full of doors, and those doors take you to other places. So even like the different locales are just put onto a map that you just walk through there's it's not really a cohesive world gotcha. so and and maybe like further along in the game this will become lore and like there's a reason that this stuff is happening but it's just the way it's presented at at the beginning at where i am it's 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 kind of nonsense and it's too bad because i it from the trailer it's like okay this is this is it's not undertale but Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Um, and it's just... There's also this thing, all the main characters have colors. Like, you got... Your character's this red... I think he's a mage, maybe, but he's this red puppet. There's this blue thief who takes your arm and eventually becomes your companion after the golden pig steals his body. Um, there's the golden pig. There's a purple mage. And they all have this kind of scheme, but I don't know why... <laughs> they just do. Yeah, they just do. Um, there is one character that I really liked. His name was uh, Nosferatu, who was a vampire <laughs> who sneezed. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> oh, so it's, right. it's It's just a weird... It's, it's, it's a weird experience so far. I'm glad that you played games, because I have been light on them. Yeah. Um but that will that will change by next week because the stuff coming to Game Pass, baby, 
Uh, you know I'm going to be giving uh, everyone the deep dive on Star Wars Squadrons. Because <laughs> uh, that's we'll, dropping, I think, we'll see, today or tomorrow. We'll see how long you last at it. Man. It's not an easy game. How, have you played it? Yeah, so there was a... I played it when there was like a free weekend on Xbox Live. Okay. I And I only played the single-player campaign. I can't imagine playing multiplayer on that. I'm, I think if you're really good at it, it would be really fun, but... I'm it's, so excited to play it. I know yeah. it's probably real hard, but yeah. I, oh, I'm ready to play it. Um, but yeah, there's there's some stuff I took. I I could have talked about beating Super Mario 3D World, mm-hmm. but it's just not that exciting. And it's a fine game. It's a great game even, but it's a Mario game. So you know what you're getting. It's a known quantity. Um, so... All right, with that, we are going to go to our break, and we will be right back. And we're back. Hopefully during the break, you're going to all the social media I said at the beginning of the episode. Uh, suplex the sticks on all social medias and <laughs> listen to Seth take a sip from his uh, Dr. Pepper Dr. Pepper yep I think that's what it was um, alright let's talk about the scant news that we've had <laughs> um, not much but some fun stuff in here um, and there's going to be news tomorrow, but I didn't want to push off the episode another day. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be a Square Enix Direct. And Lord knows we could probably turn, depending on what's announced there, we could probably turn it into like two episodes of stuff uh, if there's something good. I mean, they when they announce it, they put out, there's like a list of games that are going to be included. But they said there'll be surprises. Yeah, sure. So we of don't course. know. Um, on the, the list, there wasn't a whole lot of... Like new stuff, um, but we'll see. We'll see. What do you think? What do you think is the surprise going to be? I'm kind of hoping that there's this weird surprise of the older Final Fantasies and maybe even Tactics being put on the Switch. Ugh. I was like, I was reading this article today about the best Game Boy Advance RPGs, and they talked about um, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. I, I mean, Tactics would be cool. Um, but I also wish I, w- I would love to get like a yeah an updone version of Tactics Advance. I, I don't think we're gonna get any Final Fantasy VII remake. No part no two way. news because we're yeah we just we're got get, some. We're, yeah, we're getting uh, Intergrade. Um, so maybe a little more about Intergrade. Um, maybe we maybe some more details about sixteen. Hmm. Maybe. Uh, I think it's too soon. It's possibly too soon. What's a what, what about a wild prediction? A wild prediction? Yeah. It's Square Enix. So let's see, what else do they make? This isn't exclusively for PS5. So mm, I don't know. Maybe they make Dragon Quest, right? Yes. Maybe the next Dragon Quest. Uh, I think it's a little, a little soon for that, too. Um, um, there was a... 
I saw something. There was recently a trademark filed for Chocobo GP and Chocobo Grand Prix. So a Chocobo racing game. There you go. We can get that. I'll get the internet nice and happy yeah. after they've been mad about the Battle Royale <laughs> and the Ugh. gotcha mechanics in Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Um, I hope there's some uh, news about The World Ends With You. Yep, yep. That, that would be nice. That's coming out this year, supposedly. Yeah. So we need news about it. Yep, yep. And we got the anime coming up at some point. Um, wild prediction... We see the return of Chrono Trigger. Ooh, a new one or a re-release? I don't know. They need to re-release those old games on the dang Switch or on yeah, something. Yeah, I would love it. Just why? I mean, there's no reason Chrono Trigger shouldn't be on the. Have you the ever thing. played Final Fantasy One? Uh, I don't think so. I love Final Fantasy One. It's really good. But also, I can't. It's really old. Yeah, um, but Isn't I that played one it, of those games where you take two steps and you're in a random battle. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, but it's man, I really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, but yeah, man, I'm ready for whatever they give us. Um, there is a list of the games that are on there. Sadly, Balan Wonderworld is one of those games. Oh, yeah, uh, Balan Wonderland. I don't know which one. Wonderworld. Wonderworld. Uh, apparently the like the producer of that uh he put out like a letter saying that he saw that the the um reaction to the demo and there there's going to be a, a big day one patch to try and address some of that stuff but he also was like the reality is this game is coming out soon so yeah it's not really possible for us to fix to address all the stuff that you had problems with and so. you can't change everything in the game because yeah. all of it's the jump button yep so <laughs> can't really do anything about that yeah uh you would be massively changing the way the game plays so we'll see um you know who who knows what's what's going to be at that thing um i i imagine they said there's going to be avengers stuff mm. so you know maybe we'll get to see the next character that's coming because we don't know who's next we know hawkeye's coming uh what's the date today tomorrow i think nice um hawkeye and the next gen update is tomorrow the 18th of march depending on when you listen to this it'll probably be tomorrow yeah or rather the 18th uh so my my even wilder prediction the return of the formerly japan exclusive super nintendo tactical rpg slash monster training game bahamut lagoon Ah, oh. that'd be fun. I don't know what that is. Well, so it's look it up. <laughs> it's a game. Um, yeah, I'm excited for work, this. It would work great on mobile. They could it's, they could turn it into like their own Fire Emblem Heroes. It's a 40 minute direct. So, but I guess they already have a million gotcha games out there. I don't really need another one. Yeah. Um, let's talk about um, TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Did okay. you see this get announced? No. Okay. So, holy crap, I can't believe you missed that. Um, I'm not a big TMNT guy. Okay, so, yeah, you're not even really even, even a side-scrolling beat-em-up fan. No, not really. So, I mean, I have a fondness for, like, the Super Nintendo era ones, but, So, yeah, yeah they, they're doing a... It's the team that made Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Oh, I didn't like um, that game. The Well, it's, it's more like the Turtles version. Sure. Um, but you could tell, like, 
they, they yeah i saw the, the announcement thing. for the game yeah is, is it called shredder's revenge yeah oh i didn't know that yeah that's because i remember seeing something about like them putting maybe putting shredder as a character or no that was splinter i guess yeah splinter is going to be a character there you go supposedly it was teased in the trailer i think um but yeah it's got you know all the hallmarks of the the enemies getting thrown at the screen when they're killed yep. and, um it'll be a fun game yeah you know I'm really excited for. Yeah, it. there's there's definitely an audience for for those games, and they're they're definitely they're they're fun to play for sure. And there's definitely a gap. There's yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> certainly not a game, not a genre that people make games for all that often. Right. You'll you'll see one every once in a while. So um, let's see. Let's. Did you get any of those Moa Burger Pringles? I did not. The, I couldn't find anywhere. Like I thought about it. And I'm curious what they taste like, but I'm not going to buy them so, unless I know what they taste like. So a moa is a ostrich-like animal that is native to the planet of Reach. Yes, in the Halo universe. In the Halo universe. And there's this Pringles tie-in where you can get a moa burger Pringle. Pringles, not just a singular Pringle. Yes, um, a stack of Pringles flavored like moa burger. Which is not a real animal. Yeah. Not a real food. But but so you, who, knows, who what they, knows what it tastes like. Yeah. Infinite possibilities. Yeah. I mean, I imagine it would taste avian. So like <laughs> in the kind of chicken turkey space. Right. So we'll see. I'm gonna I'm still looking for them. So I didn't I, know if uh, you had gotten them. No. But I've not been on the lookout. I don't know where one would find them. If you had not if you have found them, please let us know. Yes. You don't have to send us any of yours uh, unless you don't like them. And then, I mean, do us a solid and just send them to us. Um, but let's let's talk a little bit about Halo. Okay. So they've been doing these monthly info drops where they tell us about the game and how it's to being developed and everything. Sure. Um, I'm more and more getting confident that this game is coming this year. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I'm still skeptical. <laughs> um let me pull up the article real quick that I lost. It's okay. So let's talk about what they announced. They released a 45-minute Q&A type video. Mm. Um, and there was a lot of stuff confirmed in it. Shout out to user Intrinsic Gamer posting in the Halo Reddit because they posted basically a rundown of some of the stuff that was confirmed and denied in the video. Cool. Um, so confirmed, there's no dual wielding in this game. It's a shame. Really? I'm glad. Well, it was only in the one game, or I guess, it, was it in two and three? Yeah, it was okay. in three. Um, I mean, it was always fun. Double, double needlers. You love it. <laughs> no, blow people up. I, I did not love it. Why not? Um, there's, uh, no playable elites. Okay. Um, the there's no weapon upgrades in the game, so the weapons are the weapons. Sure, which is good. Makes sense. Feels like Halo already. Just taking off those weird things that don't need to be added. All right, but these are not things. So I didn't play the campaign of five, of course. But these are not things I remember from four at all. Right. Um. But the, and there aren't things that I knew that were in five. Like they may have been in the multiplayer. Right. Modes. They were in the multiplayer mode. And I think, but I think that would be. 
dumb to take them out of the multiplayer modes. Why? That it ruins the feel of the best part about Halo is that a gun is a gun and it doesn't have like different sights. It's like you know like base. Right, but those that stuff was only in specific modes though. No, that, that wasn't that was when, throughout the a whole of, of for the multiplayer, was yeah. it? The only places it was taken out was that competitive mode with the like paintball colored arenas, basically. Mm. Um, but everything else, it was there. Um, now, the you can knock stuff off of the Halo. <laughs> yeah, I saw this. Uh, I'm about that. That's yeah, weird. They said it was in it, like it had to be very specific circumstances, but that there were places in the game that you could knock an enemy off the Halo, which. I mean, it would be super fun. I also don't know that it's it would work like physically in the world because an object of that size would have gravity and you couldn't just yeah, knock something off. Or at least artificial of it. gravity. But it's it's definitely you see a giant ring like the edge of a ring in space. Like, I want to throw something off of that. So yeah. it's cool that you can do that. Um and then possibly the thing that makes me most excited for the game um, is the depending on what the way that you are approaching a situation, it has different encounters that will spawn. Mm-hmm. So, like, say you're bringing a warthog, or you're dual wielding kneelers, or you're, <laughs> or you're, or you're flying an a banshee. You the game spawns a different set of enemies and a different set of like defenses built for the way you're attacking the situation. Yeah, that's pretty cool, though. It does kind of, there are, I, like, I have this, I don't remember specific instances, but there are definitely places in the original games where you could bring a vehicle that there wasn't supposed to be one. Right. Which would allow things to become much more chaotic, (laughs) and it could be a lot more fun. So it seems like this is a good idea um, to make uh, stuff more dynamic and built on what you're doing, but also it kind of... It seems like it, it's it's Trust me, removing I'm, the ability to break the game in those ways, which is kind of a bummer. I'm sure that there will be ways to break yeah, it still. Probably don't don't, don't uh, yeah. You know, it wouldn't be a Halo game if you couldn't find ways to put things in spaces they're not supposed to be. Right, because that's like literally the whole way that they put in secrets and Easter eggs, like those specifically built in the game that you had to break it to find. Yeah, so they said there's going to be audio logs, so the Easter egg stuff is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing is that there's going to be like outposts and bases you can encounter. Uh, so they said it's not going to be open world, but all the levels are going to be explorable. Mm. Uh, the 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 situation they cited as an example was let me see the level exactly, because um, it was. It was a the silent of, cartographer, yes, right? The silent cartographer. Yeah. Um, so, like, I guess this is a way of kind of bridging those two worlds. Rather than it being one giant world that you're going through, it's going to be smaller worlds that you visit, like, in kind of linear a, fashion. Yeah. yeah. But the fact that they're saying that they're going to be like outposts and bases, like, they're pro- they're. You can tell what that means in video yeah. game terms. Like, there are going to be places that you go to reveal more of the map. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's, it, it's just, it 
It's an open world, but it's it's not an open yeah. world. But it is. It's gonna be like a old school open world, like Kingdoms of Amalur, probably. Where yeah. Like you have an open world chunk, and you have to. There's really one entry point for each of the, mm. <laughs> an entrance and an exit. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, um, and I, it's probably a better way of doing it than just a big open world Halo game because again, these are stories. Like, right. They want you to go in a specific direction and do specific things. So. Uh, and I kind of like that, um, rather than it being something like the much maligned Far Cry 5, where you just do anything, and then it teleports you to the place where the next story is. But I do I do want to bemoan a little bit and be sad that there's no, like, we won't see the articles like that come out of how long does it take you to get around the ring? <laughs> like, well, I mean, you'll still so, be able to But do they it. said if... if the whole ring is like rendered. Yes. No, it is. You should still be able to walk the length of it. Yeah. I mean, presumably there would be like artificial barriers, like there will be mountains that you won't be able to cross. But if they're really going for it, if they're going to make the whole ring a big, a physical object in every space, then people will figure out a way to move through it. Now, they still say there's going to be no battle royale, but like. Hmm. We'll see. There's got to be one. Look, there. As we said before, there wasn't. There wasn't going to be a Fortnite battle royale. Yeah, eventually there will be. One. There. They will give in. It wasn't going to be a Final Fantasy battle royale. <laughs> I mean, like, so there was. We we kind of glossed over some of the stuff, but there was an article, um, like a Famitsu article, where they interviewed uh, Tetsuya Nomura about the the recently revealed new Final Fantasy stuff. And talking about Final Fantasy the First Soldier, he was talking he, he was saying things about how legacy franchises often like they build up a specific fan base and have difficulty then bringing in new people to that fan base just because of like the size of the project. And one of the reasons they're creating the first soldier is is to create this chunk of the world in a in a format that new players would be like amenable to and to bring them in and to kind of get them into this world. Um, and I mean, I, I would imagine that Halo is in the same space that it has a big fan base of Halo players, Yeah, but it's not. And especially maybe dropping the numbers from the title will help with this, but still this isn't just Halo. Like this is Halo with a modifier at the end of it. So, there are going to be people who maybe would otherwise like the game, but the fact that it's this is the sixth game, like, and that's without the side stories and stuff. This is the sixth game in this story, like, about this one guy. And it's going to be hard to get people to, like, new people to get interested in that. And a Battle Royale that anyone can play. That doesn't have, that, not necessarily on their phone, but that doesn't have any of the kind of weight of it, except for it has this cool world and these cool looking guys in, in, in armor that you get to play as. Like, that would be a way to make people who were otherwise probably not going to play it interested in it. Yeah. So, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it does seem like something that could happen. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. Let's... 
talk about Outriders coming to Game Pass day one. Yeah, that's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm about it. It was a game that I was probably never going to buy, but now a game that I probably will play. Yeah, and your your bro- our brother introduced, like, mentioned that he might play it. Yeah. And it's a three-player co-op game all the way through. I mean, there you go. That would be fun. This was one that I was... I, when they announced it, I was like, oh, that looked cool. But then you look at it, and it clearly looks like a surface-based loot game. But then they're like, well, this isn't a this isn't a games as a service. This is just this is a game. Yeah, they've changed their messaging on it because um, I think they realized that. Yeah. Uh, and, and apparently, like, I haven't played the demo, but what I've seen is that this must have at some point been planned to be a service game because, yes, it like, was. the way it's you interact with it has all the hallmarks of other live games that. Um, that people play and that are like massively online and multiplayer. Um, and it seems like at some point they pulled the plug and decided to make it single player or co-op, which I appreciate and does make me more interested in playing it. Good job. They, they, t- yeah, they, they, they did, pulled the they plug did a good thing. Um, Not everything needs to be a live game. Now, I mean, they'll have the, I imagine they'll have live game elements. Like you can still replay stuff, but it is meant to be began and finished yeah um so let's see i mean it is like a loot based game so naturally part of that is going to be a a loop of redoing stuff to get better loot yeah um also coming to game pass all those bethesda games we talked about in the news section yes uh, this is the news section the evil well in the what we played section yeah including like the evil withins Mm -hmm. um and I can't remember what else was missing that's on there now, but basically all of Bethesda's on there now. So Yep. Uh, you... Morrowind. Morrowind, yeah. I, I might play that. No Oblivion? That Oblivion was... is already on there? Uh yes. No, no, it's not. I looked today. Well I don't I... think it's already on there. I'm pretty sure, because I'd had it on my Xbox for a while. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, like it was I'm on wrong. there before Skyrim was on there. Oh, okay. Um yeah. But also, this is the uh, this is big. They're finally on there now because uh, Microsoft officially acquired Bethesda. Yes, um, and there's been much handering about what that means for exclusivity. Uh, but it seems, as we talked about before, the stuff, the deals that were already made seem are going to be um, honored. So, but in the future, it seems like Bethesda games are going to be exclusive to Microsoft consoles. Some of the more interesting stuff, too, is there was like a hour and a half video of Phil and the Bethesda heads talking mm-hmm. that was released this past week. And man, does it seem like Xbox is mainly taking advantage of the fact that they can start using id tech for, mm. for in-house games. Interesting. Um, they They said that you know, they're really excited to start using id tech. Yeah. Um, the, they, they were really pushing that they wanted all of these Bethesda studios not to keep making the games that they're already making, but to let them explore their creativity and make yeah. new experiences. I mean, that's good. So rather I mean, than pumping out three games in, <laughs> in an order. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, Bethesda also has other subsidiary companies that are like people like arcane and id that are making other stuff yeah uh but it they do it seems to be collectively a bunch of really good developers and it'd be nice for them to be able to you know branch out to work on new stuff yeah i wonder is you think death loop after the 
the one year exclusivity, will it like immediately come to Game Pass, you think? Yeah, I think that'll be the big thing. I think yeah. that is the so the one thing there's a quote in there, I wish I had it copied um exactly, but Phil like also said like this is a big win for gamers because all of Bethesda will always be on Game Pass mm-hmm. wherever you can there was a weird line in there where like it was that weird vagueness that Phil always throws in about Game Pass where where yeah, not not just Xbox, right. but any, any, any con- yeah. anywhere Game Pass can be found. Mm. Like he always leaves that open. Yeah. Well I think it's like, clear they want to expand their footprint to yeah. Game Pass other is their things. real next gen. Yeah, yeah. Game Pass is their I don't think consoles is what they want to be making anymore. Yeah. They want to be, that, they want to be that Netflix. <laughs> well, certainly they're still gonna they're still gonna make consoles, but yeah, it, it begs the question: like, they're making this browser based X Cloud because of um, uh, Apple devices, right? You think that'll work on the <laughs> PlayStation browser <laughs> or the Switch one that you can get to sometimes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I still believe that it's going to just come to Switch at some point. Yeah, Game Pass is coming to Switch. Well, xCloud, yeah. Or xCloud, yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it works. I wonder how long... Because when they announced it, like there was this kind of indication that there would be a period of time that these games that were probably planned to come out multi-platform were still going to come out. So, And by that I mean specifically on PlayStation. Um, so I think that probably, I think Starfield probably comes out on PS5. Yeah, but it'll be on Game Pass. Yeah. So it's but I like... think, I would bet that Elder Scrolls Six because of how far out it is, it's, it's, not, it's only going to be on uh, Xbox. You think? Yeah. And it'll be on Game Pass too. Yep. You know it. Wow. That's, that's some value. Yeah, but we're talking like three years right. from now, if not more. Uh, we do you think we'll see Elder Scrolls Six or that Obsidian first person game? Definitely the Obsidian one. Yeah, I mean, I guess what they showed probably wasn't actual gameplay. It was probably just like uh, CGI, like a cinematic. But yeah. yeah, I think it's for sure because they're like Bethesda still has. I, I doubt they're even working all that much on Elder Scrolls Six right now. Yeah. Uh, certainly, Start. certainly they have a small team who are doing it, um, and it's probably in pre-pro. But like we know they're working. Like Starfield is the next game that they're coming out with, and I think because of the amount of time it takes to make an Elder Scrolls game, they gotta really sell me on Starfield because. Yeah, I don't know if a space-based game is what I want, but. You know, I could be completely wrong. We'll yeah. see. It would... I mean, I don't know. It depends on what it is. Like, yeah. is it going to be actually flying through space, or is it just going to take place, be like an Elder Scrolls game or a Fallout game, just on a different planet? Yeah. Like what uh, the Outer Worlds was. Who knows? So, all right. Some other quick burn news. Um, Nintendo said that the motion controls would be better in Skyward Sword HD. Okay. You would imagine. Uh, it's a new system. <laughs> With a better yeah. processor and stuff, so I hope. No, they didn't say they'd be good. They yeah. said they would be better. Um, Jade Raymond, after getting canned at Google, yep. sadly, um, 
because Google irresponsibly does not understand what it takes to make video games. Yeah, they hired a, hired her to lead a studio, and then they never made anything. And then they canceled. They closed all their studios. Um, PS Five exclusive Haven Studios. Yep, new IP for Sony. Yes, she finally gets to make a game again. I bet it will be an open world action game <laughs> where there are towers that you climb up to unlock more of the map. You know, and it might be refreshing because Ubisoft is trying to get someone away from that. I guess so. Supposedly. They said they said they're trying to be better. Um, and the last piece of news I have is mm-hmm. about a game that really, uh, you know, embraces that sort of game mechanic mm-hmm. in Immortals Phoenix Rising. Um, because the if you remember, one of the things that sold me on this game set right. was the DLC. Yes. And that is coming mm-hmm. in like two weeks. Now, March- is this the DLC with like the... The, the the gods from other mythologies. Yes. The the myth of the Eastern realm is, there you go. is what it's called. March twenty sixth, you play as a character named Wu, who on a whole different map with new characters, and none of the like. It's not copy paste abilities from what Phoenix has. It's so, pretty crazy. It's, yeah. It seems like I mean it's probably going to be a lot smaller of a world, right? But it also it but, seems like they've created a whole other game. And it's um. Oh my god, I need to not be rude. I want to know, what is the name of the studio? So a whole separate studio worked on it. Oh, that makes um, sense then. It is um, Ubisoft Chang, Ch- Chengdu. 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 That makes sense, because um, it's based out of China yeah. and inspired by Chinese mythology. That's really cool. Um, so it probably is pretty sizable then. I hope so. I mean, it. all the character stuff in it looks cool. Yeah. So... I, I'm really interested, and I will... I mean, it comes out in two weeks, so I can't, like, talk about it now. I, I have no clue. Sure, yeah. But um, it's just very exciting. Not Wu. Uh, Ku is the name of the, mm. the character. Um, man, I... <laughs> it's, it's like the whole reason I played the original game. Yeah. Now, great, I fell in love with that game. Yeah. Because it is real good. I, I don't know if I recommend anyone play it, because... Breath of the Wild 2 is coming, and this game is just Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Um, but with a different flavor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited. I'm going to buy the season pass, so I'll probably delve into some of what the first DLC was, which mm-hmm. had you um, unlocking more gods. Um, mm. Interesting. Yeah. But... It's not, that, ma- not actually that interesting to me. Yeah, I'm mainly getting it for that second one. Yeah, for so. sure. Um, Ubisoft has a track record of doing these DLCs. Yeah. They started, uh, I think Blood Dragon was the first one, mm-hmm. where they like made the whole different world. Yeah. Uh, it was it's Far only, Cry 3, yeah, right? Yeah. It's only, like, like, it's technically the same game, like the same engine that everything is built in. Right. But, yeah, it's like a, a totally separate world that you're exploring. Yeah. The only one they haven't really done that with is Watch Dogs, right? They did it with the Far Cries. Uh... Yeah, I guess so. Uh, they didn't do it with Assassin's Creed, I guess. Maybe Far Cry is the only one they've really done it with. And I'm just spacing out. Yeah. I don't know. There's been so many Assassin's Creed. But they have also been more ambitious. Like, the DLCs of... Uh, well, the DLC of, of Odyssey... Well, yeah, it was uh, 
One of them took had Atlantis. You were, well, and one of them you were controlling a whole different character. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, maybe that. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure that might have been Origins, actually. All right. Um. So yeah, I think it's still something that they're doing. Got you. It's good. Yeah. That's a good move, and I appreciate it. Thank you, Ubisoft. Now give me Mario versus Rabbids two. <laughs> Battle, Kingdom, whatever. Uh, <laughs> that game went on sale again today. So yeah, it's on. The gold, it's like $13. And that's the gold the, version yeah. with the Donkey Kong DLC. Which is normally like $75. Yeah. That's crazy. It's, it's, it's worth a great deal. I might get it. You should. I'll probably get it. Finally, someone I can talk to about that game. <laughs> you know, no one I know has bought that game and played it. No one. That's probably why they haven't announced a sequel. Uh, don't... <laughs> I yeah, that makes me sad. Um, was there any other news that you know of, Seth? I don't think so. And my phone died, so I can't look at it to see no. if there was anything. All right then. Well, um, with that, we hope to see you either next week or the week after. Remember, send us questions and stuff, um, topics, uh, mainly questions. If you want to, even if it's weird stuff like food or whatever we'll answer questions um and give you our unfiltered opinions it's what we're good at Mm -hmm. um but let us know we appreciate you listening and we'll talk at you next week bye goodbye goodbye